You're listening to the Automation Solution Podcast, where we provide innovative, value-added, smart technology solutions that automate and optimize manufacturing processes for customers seeking excellence. Regardless of your role, we'll share valuable solutions for you to apply within your area of responsibility. And now, your host, Director of Business Development for Robex, Craig Francisco. Hello, everybody. It's Craig Francisco. I'm very excited to share episode number three with you. Today, we have Jorge Esquerdo on the line. He's the current vice president for market development for PMMI. So PMMI is the Association for Packaging and Processing. Jorge oversees their market development, research, and programs for strengthening the competitiveness of North America for suppliers of packaging and processing technologies. He's also responsible for industry engagement initiatives for continuous improvement of processing and packaging operations. So in this episode, I've asked Jorge several questions in regards to automation and what automation has done in the packaging industry over the last couple decades and really get an idea where he thinks it's going. So great episode. Jorge's just a, a terrific person. We're very glad to have him on the show. And here we go. Well, Jorge, welcome to the Automation Solution Podcast. We're very excited to have you on today as our guest. Hey, Craig. Thank you for having us. Uh, thanks for the invitation. You bet. So you've spent over 19 years now, Jorge, with PMMI. And for those that, that don't know, can you tell a little bit about the organization and the association and some of the benefits, just kind of high level, if you don't mind? Absolutely. Um, so PMMI is the Association for Packaging and Processing Technologies. And really, uh, our main objective is uh, to connect the users and suppliers of uh, packaging technologies. And uh, we have a kind of a different set of uh, options to do this. Uh, the one uh, that's uh, our strongest card, I would say, is our trade shows. Uh, maybe you're familiar with uh, our shows, uh, our Pack Expo Absolutely. shows. This 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 year we'll have uh, Pack Expo International in Chicago. It's uh, second week of November, eighth uh, to the eleventh. Uh, now next year we're going to have uh, we have a, a trade show that's uh, relatively new. It's uh, ProFood Tech. Uh, in uh, I think it's March next year. Uh, excuse me, in 2021. So okay. uh, pretty much uh, trade shows is, I guess, the number one tool that we have. Next one will be um, publications. Uh, PMI has a division called the PMI Media Group. Uh, we have a series of publications like Packaging World, uh, Profood Tech, uh, OEM Magazine. And basically, you know, these uh, magazines highlight trends in the industry. But uh, in the same way as the trade shows, somehow we connect uh, users and suppliers of uh, technology. And finally, uh, the other big area that we have is uh, on the side of uh, market research. PMI releases about maybe, I would say, 25 uh, different reports every year, uh, going from um, different verticals, could be, for example, dairy, beverage, uh, pet food. Uh, different technologies like uh, robotics, um, uh, digital printing, uh, and also different materials like uh, flexible packaging, uh, corrugated packaging. 
So uh, we use all these different uh, products uh, to basically uh, feed the industry with uh, trends, what's new, what's happening, and uh, what others are doing to, to solve their packaging and processing operations problems. Well, that's, that's great. I know here at Robex, we're a member and we really see a lot of value in, you know, everything that the association brings to its members. And so I encourage the listeners out there, if you're not a member of, of PMMI to, to reach out the website has all the information on there. And I, I just think uh, we really appreciate it, Jorge, everything that, that you and your team, the association has done for the industry. No, thank you for your support. And uh, of course, you know, our website is uh, pmmi.org. Perfect. And I'll make sure when we're done here posting the podcast that I, I'll put the link in there for the listeners. And and just, Jorge, so you know, so the typical person that will be listening to the, our, our conversation today is a lot of engineers, um, maybe product managers, plant managers, even C-suite of, of companies out there. And obviously we're focused on here with you, with your expertise, really focused on the packaging and technologies, and, and you've been in this position now for, for quite some time, so I'm assuming you've seen just all kinds of advancements over the last couple decades, and I was curious to get your, just kind of your input at a high level of, you know, what you've seen transpire over these years and, and where you think it may continue to go. Sure. Um, I, I guess... Uh, Looking back at uh, maybe, uh, I would say maybe 20, 25 years, uh, the, I, I would say the technologies that have been kind of a foundation for, the, for new developments uh, for packaging and processing equipment would be, uh, I, I would say, uh, going back again 20 years, you know, servo motors, uh, when sure. uh, the, the adoption 20, 25 years, you know, of uh, servo motors started, you know, it was significant uh, since that time till now. The the prices for uh, servo models are, are reduced significantly. The the ease of uh, application of use has uh, increased significantly. Uh, that would be uh, number one. Number two, I guess, would be robotics. Uh, robotics. Uh, the the use of robotics in packaging uh, has been there for uh, a number of years now, but. Uh, the way robotics is being used now, it's it's uh, very different. It's uh, much more integrated, and I guess these two technologies, when you put them together, the servo motors and robotics, what they've been able to do is to bring a lot of flexibility uh, to uh, packaging and processing operations. When you look at uh, the demands that uh, consumers are putting into the the packaging, like. Uh, uh, in the past, uh, like if you went to a supermarket and you're buying, uh, let's say, milk, you would have found right. maybe three, four different options on, on the shelves. Now you go to the supermarket and you find maybe 30, 40 uh, different options when you, when you think about different brands, different flavors, different uh, formats, uh, different sizes. So in order to do these, uh, the, the way uh, packaging and processing operations uh, work have changed significantly. In the past, the focus was, uh, let's produce this one product uh, 24-7, 365 days a year, pretty much nonstop, you know, same product, uh, same packaging format all day long, all right. year long. 
but now it's it's totally different. You know, again in the past the the emphasis was on how fast the machine can run. Now the emphasis is much more on how fast can we change over from one product to another product. And uh, these technologies like uh, uh, servos and robotics are giving uh, packaging and processing equipment the the flexibility that that they need to. Uh, to serve the consumer packaged good companies and and could address their needs, you know. If, uh, uh, again, you know, in the past there was pretty much no need to change over or very limited. Now uh, the question is how many uh, change overs you need to do in one single day. So, right. um, yeah. And do you think that that's so driven yeah. so really driven, Corey, by the consumer demand, right, for for choices and for options? Absolutely. I guess number one is the consumer demand. Number two, of course, is uh, retailers as, uh, as well. Uh, sometimes uh, retailers, they do want a particular format for their own stores, not necessarily the same as their competitors. Uh, so uh, the push of, of both parts, I guess, retailers and consumers are the ones that are uh, creating all this uh, explosion of products. Um, and and I, I guess you've noticed uh, now you go also to the supermarkets and it's not just these uh, big brands that you have, you have been used to. Uh, it's also these uh, small brands that care about very specific niches of the market that could be maybe they are addressing uh, healthy concerns, maybe uh, from low fat to low sodium uh, to no preservatives. Um, uh, all these uh, segments tend tend to uh, get smaller and smaller, thinner and thinner. So um, smaller companies are also getting into the the market, uh, and these companies also, you know, looking for a lot of flexibility. And, and uh, that's, I guess, the number one driver uh, that's been pushing this this innovation into the into the market. I guess um, also important in terms of technologies. Uh, you, you can talk about, for example, HMIs, the human machinery interfaces, those, uh, mm -hmm. uh, I guess, the screens that you use to control the equipment. Um, that is, that's uh, an area that's been growing significantly, and uh, that's a different driver, but, uh, but also very, very important. You know, it's um, these days in every, uh, I wouldn't say even not, not just manufacturing operations, but any. Uh, business operations, one of the challenges that you're finding is the availability of uh, labor. And um, I wouldn't say just labor, but in general, uh, workforce challenges, you know, where right. uh, uh, hiring new people, uh, retaining your peop the, the people that you hire, it's getting tougher and tougher. So the importance of having technologies that make it easier for the operator to use an equipment is very important. Uh, a, a good example is like, you know, in the past you would remember, you know, the old photocopiers, you know, the Xerox machines that right. uh, you would uh, you would make a copy and then suddenly you put a piece of paper with an stapler and a staple on it and, and you need to call a technician, right? right? These days you make the same mistake and there's a screen that tells you, hey, now you need to open this door, you, <laughs> know, to, you need to open this flap, uh, pull out that piece of paper. Well, it's exactly the same with the industrial equipment, you know, and uh, the advances that the industry is uh, accomplishing through these uh, HMIs 
is allowing uh, to make significant uh, uh, fast training uh, pace, you know, the, uh, for, right. for the operators of this equipment. Uh, that's on one hand, and on the other hand, of course, the diagnosis of the of the equipment has improved significantly. Uh, reliability of the equipment, uh, overall equipment effectiveness uh, is increasing significantly. And uh, I guess there are there are many other technologies, but I would say those are the ones that have had uh, the most impact in our industry. You know, you said something, Jorge. I want to spend a little bit of time on uh, about labor shortage and the challenges that companies have with with managing the workforce for a variety of reasons. And, and, you know, I've been around to, you know, many factories all throughout North America and the common thread I'm hearing, it's not that they're looking to necessarily replace employees with automation and technologies. They're actually looking to, to implement technology and automation to improve production and then take those current employees and then put them in, different roles within the facility or the manufacturing facility where they can bring more value to the business and, and thus their, their customer. Do you, do you see that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, certainly um, uh, as I was um, explaining earlier, you know, in many cases, the, the challenge is to, to retain the people that you have and you have, you, if you have your, uh, uh, employees, you uh, you people working on repetitive tasks, uh, it make, makes makes it very challenging for the individual, and then makes it hard to retain them. So if if you're able to deploy technologies that uh, would use their uh, uh, their um, abilities in a different way, you know, like not, not basically repeating the same, like moving one bottle from one uh, conveyor to the other conveyor all day long for, you know, right. every day of the week, you know, but rather just supervising, uh, uh, making sure the machine is running well, making sure that if there's, uh, if there's a problem, you know, the uh, feeding the equipment, you know, you can address the problem, you can resolve the problem rather than just uh, over and over doing the same repetitive movement, you know, and it's, uh, it's not just a challenge in terms of uh, not satisfying for the employee, but also it's a health right. risk in many cases. No, I, yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, what would you say to, a, you know, a manufacturing company or, a, you know, food or beverage company that you know many of them very well, who might be lagging behind investing in automation and technologies if, if they were asking your professional opinion on how to improve their operation and prepare for future growth you know if, if we were sitting across the table from each other what would you what advice would you give somebody well uh, most of the times when you're talking uh, I guess many in many industries uh, if, if it's already an established uh, industry, you already have a manufacturing operation, and uh, your Correct. operation is running, uh, I assume, reasonably well. Maybe with uh, some improvements, could could be welcome, but it should be running reasonably well. But uh, with a certain am amount of equipment that very likely has over over ten years, you know, and. Um, uh, the, the question that I have many times, or that I hear many times, is how you can 
you you can try to move you know to what's now referred to industry uh, 4.0 or IIoT uh, mm-hmm. You know how to take advantage of all these technologies when all my equipment is is ten years old, fifteen years old, um, and I guess it's it's actually you know there's there there are different ways to do this. Uh, in many cases, what I've seen, uh, there's one part of the line that might be a bottleneck, and you decide to invest in that specific part of the line. Uh, when you do that, because the new piece of equipment has new technologies. Uh, very likely, you know, the new uh, HMI uh, also is capable of uh, helping you acquire that data from other parts of your line. Uh, and um, what I've seen is, uh, let's say, in the uh, in in the case of the beverage industry, let's say you're buying a a new case packing uh, equipment with a new HMI, uh, you can use that HMI to collect information from the different, uh, maybe uh, older piece of equipment in your line. Uh, you don't need necessarily to integrate uh, controls and automation, that's, uh, that's a significant expense, but just right. uh, pick up the data from, uh, from, that, uh, from different parts of the equipment. And, and you can pick the, the, equi- the, the parts of the equipment that you, you think are most likely to become a problem in the future or, that, or become a bottleneck, you know, in, in, in the operations. Right. Uh, and what you can do is just um, in maybe add new instrumentations. This could be, you know, equipment to measure or sensors to measure uh, speed, temperature, pressure, vibration. And uh, there's, there's actually, you know, different suppliers of, let's say, uh, literally and a small black box that you can install on uh, uh, specific parts of your equipment and they start reading you know like uh, again you know they can read the uh, vibration they can uh, different measures of the health of your electrical motors uh, uh, your bearings uh, so get all this information you can acquire all this information bring it to the that new piece of equipment to this new HMI and from once it's on on that HMI, you're able maybe to push it up um, to different uh, either you know within uh, the same uh, plant and uh, the same uh, facility, or right. even you know in some applications in the cloud and maybe start doing uh, collecting data, sharing the data. You know, uh, in many cases the 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 advantage is just. Uh, uh, number one, displaying the data, you know, making making that information available for uh, in the plant floor that has not been available before, and that's uh, very simple. That in in many cases it's it's still not there, but you start by displaying the information, uh, storing the information, and eventually the idea is analyzing the information and based on that analysis, uh, identify patterns on your operations, you know, that are not necessarily. Uh, Obvious, you know, and and uh, because new new uh, softwares, new analysis tools are able to tell you, uh, for example, what's the best way to uh, organize your uh, change overs during the day. You know, maybe you should start by changing from uh, one flavor to the other, then from one uh, bottle size to the other bottle size, and uh, increase the efficiency of your of your operations. Uh, but, right. but certainly, you know, the the fact that you have uh, some old equipment, some new equipment that shouldn't be really a barrier uh, 
to move into more like the digitalizing your operations. So I think that is a great point, Jorge, is that really I think some of the manufacturers that might be struggling um, to take that first step is just to, to do the research, talk to the right people, and just 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 begin, right? Add add the first piece that allows you to start understanding the data, maybe automating a little bit of the, the process for the bottleneck, and then over time you can continue then to add, you know, the next piece, next phase, what, however they go about their planning. But it it's important, I think, just to start. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And and you know, once you start, one of the things that are important here. Um, you shouldn't you shouldn't plan on on doing this alone by yourself. Uh, I think it's important to identify uh, the right partners, but uh, identify partners that uh, can support you in this journey. Uh, in our experience, uh, identifying the right partners in terms of the, the right partners could be be OEMs, could be integration companies, could be uh engineering firm firms uh devoted to um maybe uh industry 4.0 that kind of uh, of technologies but uh really uh when you do this uh, uh don't do it alone that would be my my first advice get the right partners uh and and that's going to save you a lot of money frustration and time no, I, I think that's that's a great point. We've all seen companies that maybe have tried to take too much on themselves to save a little bit of money up front. And what we've seen happen, obviously, is that ends up costing them a lot more because they didn't get the, the proper support right from the beginning. Yeah, and not just the support, but... Uh... Maybe they they picked the wrong solution, and once you pick sure. the wrong solution, it's 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 tough to recover. Yeah. No, I would agree. So, you know, kind of a next question: looking out into the future in in packaging, what do you you know what do you see as the next uh, you know, the big automation or something that you think could be a game changer for whether it's food beverage? You know, there's obviously lots of uh, business sectors that have the packaging needs. But is there anything out there that you've heard of, maybe even have seen at the trade show where you're like, wow, that's uh that's gonna be you know be something big someday. Do you have anything top of mind that, that comes to you? You know, I uh what's interesting we we've been talking about this uh the importance of flexibility and um how the consumers are are pushing, you know, for Different products, different uh, formats. Uh, many of the of the manufacturers of consumer products, what they are doing in order to uh, to get this flexibility, they don't have that flexibility in house many times, and it's hard for them to have it mainly for shorter runs and or products they are testing. So they are relying in uh, contract packagers sometimes uh, to run these products. But uh -huh. then, and contract packagers tend to be very flexible because they they normally have uh, a lot of labor, so it's very easy, you know, to uh, to move uh, labor from one function to another function. But what's challenging now for contract packagers is what we were talking about: is retaining their employees. You know, it's uh, I was uh, having a conversation with a contract packager uh, a few months ago, and they were explaining to me how. 
each time that Amazon opens a new warehouse, you know, uh, they lose, I don't know, maybe 20% of their uh, workforce, you know, they, because they go work with Amazon or with any other uh, uh, opportunity with uh, that offers them um, uh, even an, an, a small increase in, in terms of uh, salary. So right. what's happening for that type of operations that requires a lot of flexibility, and I'm using this as an example, but in general, the whole industry is moving towards more flexibilities. Uh, these type of operations are start to looking more at uh, cobots, collaborative robots that uh, okay. they are not necessarily very fast, but they are incredibly flexible, uh, very easy to, to program. And I think we're going to start to see um, in, in many uh, applications that require um, a lot of flexibility, but that do not require that much speed, um, a significant increase in uh, cobots, a significant increase of uh, vision uh, working together with uh, with cobots, um, and I and I think that's something that in the next uh, I guess five years we're going to see a significant growth, five ten years, yeah. No, I, I think that's great, and we. You know, here at Rodex, we we work with Fanuc and Universal on the on the Cobot side, and we have several um, applications that you know being implemented now. And you're right, more and more companies are starting to pay close attention, and they want to learn more about the capabilities and understand the investment. You know, starting to measure the return. But I would agree. I I think we're going to see, you know, a huge increase, a swing of of more of these collaborative robots. As well as even the um, the mobile industrial robots that are moving material or moving product from you know one part of the facility to the next without having forklifts and and all of the you know the safety issues that that come with that as well. That's great. So one question I wanted to just to tag on to the cobot side and just what you're seeing I think going forward, Jorge, is you know, when you look at all the places that you've been involved, so you, you spent a lot of time in, in Latin America, so you were the director there for PMMI. Um, you've managed, I think, the China office before. So what are you seeing outside of the United States, or what have you seen? And are, are, are everything else, is Latin America focusing, are they behind us, equal to us, ahead of us? What, what are you kind of seeing if you're looking at all of uh, the places you've been in the past, different countries? Well, I, I I guess you know, looking at it uh, kind of globally, I guess uh, certainly um, I would put uh, Europe, uh, maybe Europe, U.S., uh, Japan, you know, kind of uh, as uh, the countries ahead in terms of uh, automation. Uh, in general, uh, in Latin America, there are a couple of countries that have been. Uh, reasonably good in terms of uh, developing uh, uh, their own uh, brands and in terms of packaging and processing equipment, I guess, so Brazil and Argentina mm -hmm. mainly. They, they've been pretty good. Uh, and, you know, it's, uh, to be honest, in Latin America, it's always about cycles. They are uh, ups and downs. And I guess uh, sure. right now we're going through a down, but eventually it's going to be an up. Okay. Uh, in Asia, Mainly in China, the story is it's quite different. Um, 
I've been uh, lucky enough to have the opportunity to be attending uh, uh, trade shows and uh, visit some uh, operations in China for the past 20 years. And uh, talking about Chinese manufacturers of uh, equipment, you have seen, you, you, I mean, there's been a significant uh, change in the past uh, number of years. Uh, yes, um, uh, in the past, the, the, the quality of the equipment was uh, significantly low, reliability, reliability wasn't there. Uh, there have been significant improvements. Um, I wouldn't put them, uh, they are not yet at the, the level at, that I would put uh, uh, Europe, uh, US and Japan, but they have made significant improvements. And what's interesting, you know, in some of the areas that they have significant, they have made significant improvements are relatively new areas like, uh, like vision, that's uh, kind of new technology in every market. Right. So maybe they have, they they haven't uh, the problem. We need to do a lot of catch up in terms of uh, uh, in some cases in regular piece of equipment. There's been a lot of uh, um, hmm, they've been let's say they've been taking ideas from different manufacturers from different countries. In the case of Vision, uh, I think there's they have had the opportunity to do some of the the developments and start from zero. Uh, right. So um, even robotics, you know, in uh, Traditionally, China, it's, every, everybody thinks in China's a, a low labor cost manufacturing uh, country. And that was true. And I guess it's true at a certain level today, but uh, the amount of robotics that you're finding now in, in uh, markets like, uh, like China have increased significantly in the past five years. Um, so yes, uh, uh, it's uh, it's it has advanced significantly in the in I, I guess the past ten years have been uh, yeah. incredible in terms of in terms of advances, and I would say in terms of their own development, they are uh, now developing more of their technology rather than just adopting uh, technologies from other co other countries or other manufacturers. No, that's great. And what what do you think? What about Mexico? Do you have any insight on? Where Mexico, Mexico is in the... So Mexico, in terms of uh, manufacturers, uh, manufacturers of uh, equipment, uh, there's just a few manufacturers of equipment in Mexico. However, however, in terms of use of technology, uh, it's it's uh, quite uh, interesting. You know, Mexico would be, depending on the year, but I think uh, 2018 they were the fifth largest importer of packaging equipment worldwide. Wow. So in terms of uh, adoption uh, of technology, they are uh, quite significant market uh, worldwide. And uh, they, they are, uh, it's interesting, you know, in Mexico, there tends to be in many sectors, a few very large companies uh, and many, many small companies, you know, not a lot in between. Uh, right. You can see that, for example, in, on the bakery industry, you would have Bimbo. Bimbo, it's... Uh, uh, mm -hmm. One of the largest bakeries uh, globally, with a significant footprint in all Latin America and even a very, very significant footprint here in the U.S. Um, uh, so there's uh, the the operations down there. For that reason, you would have on one end uh, smaller manufacturing operations uh, that you know require 
uh, I would say, uh, maybe simpler equipment. However, on the other hand, you have very large companies um, that demand the most sophisticated equipment in their operations. No, that's, that's great. And I, and we do business, you know, Robex does business down in, in Mexico and we've seen, we've seen more and more willingness and I guess um, interest in companies looking to help automate, you know, a, a process or, you know, a, a solution. So I think that it sounds like what we're seeing is true. And, and I believe it's, it's everywhere in, in some, you know, some countries more than others, but I guess my, you know, my take kind of Jorge on what you've said today in this, in this episode is that it's, there's a lot of help out there. There's a lot of resources, you know, PMMI is a great one. And I would encourage all the listeners to, to go to the website, reach out if they've not ask for help, read the, the articles that you all publish, you know, on a weekly basis. Um, and if not PMMI, there's, there's more resources. There's, you know, there's integrators, there's companies out there that specialize in, you know, automation technology and kind of where the market's going. So I, you know, I hope that the listeners take away that there's, even if, even if you might be behind or feel behind, there's still, there's still plenty of time to catch up and in, in, in it's more affordable now than it's ever been. And I think we'll continue to see that trend. But you know, automation in packaging is here. It's it's been here for a while, and and more and more companies now are are able to invest, you know, in this side of it. And I think the competition is will increase. And I think what you shared with us was was fabulous. No, no, thank you. Uh, I I agree with what you said. I guess uh, one of the most important things is uh, you need to start. Uh, don't wait. Uh, and yes, you know, it's uh, many of these technologies, uh, this automation, these, uh, some of these uh, kind of names, the Industry 4.0, IoT sounds kind of a little scary. What is it? You know, <laughs> right. Um, but you know something, it's uh, what's important it's, and, and what uh, I guess your audience should think about there. There are technologies that, uh, as you said, are becoming more and more accessible. Uh, it's more affordable. Uh, it's easier to adopt them. So, so my suggestion, don't wait, you know, just uh, start. You don't need to start big, but start and start now. That's, yes. that's, that would be my recommendation, yeah. That's fabulous, Jorge. Well, I, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to be, to be with us today. And I know um, the listeners will, will really enjoy the episode and we'll make sure that we publish this and I'll put in, you know, some of the resources you mentioned. I'll, I'll make sure that there's a link to the PMMI website so that they can, the listeners can learn more about the association. And, and again, thank you so much for your time. It, it was a, a fabulous conversation. Hey, Craig, my pleasure. Anytime. All right. Thanks, Jorge. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Automation Solution Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and give us a review. Also, please be sure to mention us to your industry colleagues. For more information on the solutions that Robex offers, check out our website at www.robex.us. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, 